That's sweet. Martini? Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like something else? <laughs> I just need to relax a little. I'm kind of nervous around you. You're probably cool as a cucumber. I like cucumbers, like in that Greek salad thing with the yogurt. You like Greek food? I I'm exempting shawarma, of course. I mean, what's that all about? It's a big meat hive. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back, or welcome to episode 4 of Revisiting Sunnydale. We're going back to Sunnydale, one episode at a time. I am Camila. I am Marcella. And we will be your hosts, for now and forevermore. Today we're going to talk about Teacher's Pet, season 1, episode 4. And Marcella is going to unbox her Loot Crate box. Yes, the October Loot Crate. Stay with us. Just so you guys are aware, if this is your first time here, welcome. Hi. Thanks for joining us. And also, there's going to be spoilers. So hopefully, you're prepared. You know what's going to happen already because you are a diehard Buffy fan. And you've already seen all the episodes several thousand times. And if you're not, you will be by the time you finish revisiting with us. Yeah, dude. All right. Get on board. Let's do this thing. All right. Let's open up this Loot Crate box for October. This is, yes, this is the October Loot Crate. The theme was time. I already see that I'm jealous. It's fantastic. Mm. So the little backstory is I've been unhappy with Loot Crate for a couple months now. Mm. Just, they've just had a bad couple of theme months. Things in it were just not for me. So yeah, I did notice I went to other sites. So each month is the, as a specific theme. Yes. So this one was time and this I saw was there was time. like. Last month was summon and it was, it just was not good. Okay. I just didn't enjoy it. Okay. So I found out that Loot Crate has a wondrous thing where you can skip a month. Oh. So I thought, well, instead of canceling, right. I'll skip a month. Yeah, that's totally So lovely. I went in and skipped October. Mm-hmm. The very next day, I get an email saying that October's theme is time and that it will feature all exclusives from Back <laughs> to the Future, Bill and Ted, and Doctor Who. No, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, I, I made a mistake. I, can I please? Have, I, I really, really. So I just emailed them and said, "Please, can I go back in time and <laughs> undo that horrible mistake that I made?" <laughs> and uh, a lovely customer service woman, you know, yeah. sent me an email back and said, "I saw what you did there." <laughs> and yes, you can. <laughs> so I did, in fact, get my monthly box. Nice and. It's wonderful. <laughs> and when you open it up, you'll see the first thing Aww. that we have is a lovely blue t-shirt that just says, be excellent to each other. That's awesome. It's yeah. a nice, it's a great, like, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure with Bill and Ted on the shirt. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I already took it on vacation and road tested it. <laughs> I love it. It looks like it's a really good quality t-shirt. Oh, it is. Too. It's really, feel it's Ooh, soft. that's nice. Yeah. That's it's nice really one. soft. So then next oh, we have man. an adorable, and these are all Loot Crate exclusives this month. So if sorry, you didn't kids. get it, sorry, kids. So we have an adorable little Pop Funko, and it's Dr. Emmett Brown. That's awesome. And he's holding the little, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> he's so cute. That's fantastic. He's got his goggles, and he's uh, charging up oh the Oh, my power. God. That is such a good one. He's adorable. That is great. Now, do you keep your um, Pops in, yeah, the, in the box? Yeah, I keep them in the box. 
you know, play with them and no, do wars. I want like, to, <laughs> but I, I keep them in the box so that they're safe because otherwise I would. I'd pose them all over the house. Do you have any other Back to the Future ones? I don't. This was the first one. Now I feel like I have to have a Marty. <laughs> to and the other M- Dr. Brown? Yeah. So then the next thing is a one and a half scale replica of the hoverboard. That's bullshit. And it comes with a nice little card, <laughs> authentic, you know, awesome. authenticity card. And it's gorgeous. Oh, wow. That's amazing. It's like a bookshelf piece, and it's got a mirrored back. That is super cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. That's so cool. So there's... Uh, you know when you get the, when you do get your Marty pup, you're going to have to yeah. play with him. With the People had board. Doc's... They put his feet. They had him standing <laughs> on the hoverboard. I'm like, Doc doesn't... I mean, Doc may ride the hoverboard once, I think. Maybe? Was it like the third one? Yes. When he saves Clarabelle. Okay. <clears throat> he rides the hoverboard. Marty throws it out at him. But so that's an action. And what's really cool about this box was I got the box on Back to the Future Day. Ah! Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So <laughs> it showed up on the 21st, and I was just super excited to find all this Back to the Future swag. So then the last big item in the box is a Doctor Who Sonic Spork. Is which, that the thingy that. Yeah, his sonic screwdriver. And I thought it was just going to be like a cute little toy. Uh-huh. No, this is an actual what? utensil. It is heavy. Wait, what does he do with this? He this? uses, the doctor uses his sonic screwdriver to unlock doors. To okay. It's like his utility. Then <laughs> <laughs> they made a spork out of it. This is fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought, I'm going to eat so much mac and cheese with this. <laughs> But no, I haven't taken it out of the box yet because I was waiting for our unboxing. So the I big haven't reveal. played with anything. Yeah. So then you get like a button. Like every month, Loot Crate has a little button with a design on it. Oh, cool. And this I month's button is a flux capacitor. Sweet. Yeah, it's really neat. So I just have a box that has all of these buttons in it. Nice. And then they give you a little book each month that tells you, you know, what's in the box. Oh. There's some articles in there. Uh, this month they give you costume tips on if you want to dress up like Marty McFly for nice. Halloween. And Important. then it also has a little extra this month, which is a fold-out ah! poster of the <laughs> out-of-time license plate. And then on the other side is a Who's Your Doctor quiz huh. to help you figure out which doctor is your doctor. Which doctor is your doctor? Uh, personally, my doctor is David Tennant with a backup of Matt Smith on the side. But after you but took a- the quiz? According to the quiz, I'm a Matt Smith all the way. Which one is he? He was the eleventh uh, doctor. Because <clears throat> he's fun and crazy. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. An explanation of what the doctor. I guess doesn't. It's a weird quiz. It's cute, and like I think Doctor Who fans would, you know, yeah. think it was he- adorable, but it's not very scientific. <laughs> <laughs> There's no real science in that. Are you wearing a red shirt? Yeah. Yes. No. <laughs> Maybe mauve. <laughs> I- yeah, so that's the uh, Loot Crate for October. I was nice. very happy with it. Now, Loot Crate is what, 30 bucks a month? It is, no, it's about, I think, like thirteen ninety five with shipping. The longer subscription you get, the cheaper it gets. Okay, so you And like- with coupons and stuff, you can get, uh, Nerdist has coupons all the time for 10% off. It's and- like the actual yeah, box, the too. The box folds out, and this month, this month when you fold the box out and you turn it around it shows you the ah. bill and ted with all of the that's great 
people that they brought back. That's awesome. Yeah. Every month you can turn the box around, but I hardly ever do that because where am I going to put it? Yeah. I, I don't have space for all these boxes no. to just be like, laying around the it's house. like, sorry, I don't have a layer. Yeah. Like, it's not, I don't have, I don't have that yet. Yeah. Not there yet. But if you guys are interested in either Comic-Con box, which we'll have an unboxing coming soon, or Loot Crate, or Nerd Block, we can put links in the Facebook page yeah. so that you guys can sign up. And, and if, if any of these companies, create <laughs> or Comic Con bugs, would like to send us swag or sponsors, yeah. or a nice little coupon code, that yeah. would be amazing. Get in touch with us, and we'll put it up on the Facebook page. Yeah, dude. Because we love subscription boxes. Yes, we love swag. I love nerdy stuff. Yep. I love collecting stuff that I have no need to. Yeah. I, I'm I get a grown two woman makeup with... subscription boxes a month, and I barely wear makeup. Yeah. I have bins full of, but I just love getting them in the <laughs> right. mail. I just I love had to it. stop. It was like overflowing. I was like, I'm never going to use all yeah. this. <laughs> I had to stop with those because I was getting both of them. Yeah. And it was just too much. All right, so just something real quick that I came across. Mm. Neat little article on the Atlantic um, about the rise of Buffy studies. Ooh. Which apparently, you know, stuff that I miss out on because I don't go to college now. Uh, because I could have majored in Buffy. Yeah, apparently. Um, you know, it's just a, a nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's an interesting culture piece on scholarly interest in Joss Whedon's cult classic points to the growing belief that TV shows deserve to be studied as literature. And so basically the whole article hmm. is just about how different television shows um, like Lost, X-Files, um, The Wire, Mad Men, Breaking Bad, how they're kind of their own um, scholarly, like don't discount it just because it's a TV show. Right. Like you can learn a lot from that. I agree. I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, like one of the quotes about Buffy is they're saying that in Buffy, monsters act as physical stand-ins for societal differences and threats. Vampires symbolize sexual predators. Were- werewolves represent bodily forces out of control and witches tap into tropes about how female power and sexuality is seen as threatening by fighting the big bad Buffy and her friends fight the monsters everyone faces oppressive authority figures meaningless rules confining social norms sexual awakening loneliness redemption in other words the terrors of growing up and finding one's way in the world who knew Buffy taught you so much I know so it's just like a bunch of neat stuff and they're talking about how other how there's been like dozens of different approaches to this like um Stanford University and there's a study uh a Stanford University population ecologist used mathematical formulas to determine potential vampire demographics <laughs> in Sunnydale <clears throat> um there was a prominent uh, a strategist at the Center for Strategic and International Studies in D.C. There was a think tank that was com- that compared Buffy's war against the forces of evil to the U.S.'s war on terror. Wow. And named a new paradigm in biological warfare after the fictional Slayer. Okay. <laughs> That's intense. Right. And there's also an English language historian and linguist published a lexicon of Buffy speak. 
for example, like love. I, think I have that book actually. Love makes you do the wacky. What's with the grim? And she's the do that girl. <laughs> so um, it's fine. It's a it's a really insightful article. And um, if you guys get some time, that's an interesting that. point about the language. There was a, in our last episode we talked about the witch, mm-hmm. and there's a point I forgot to mention about Amy. She uses the phrase, "What a drag." Mm. And I thought, how? Uh, Who uses that? Right. In the 90s, how did they not know something was a little weird? Yeah, that's a good point. Who uses what a drag? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I've ever heard that. No. But Buffy really does have its own language. Yeah. And and even, not even just the language, like the cadence in which everybody speaks. Mm -hmm. It's also, it's very unique. And I want to major in Buffy. Uh huh. I go back and get my doctorate in Buffy. That would be awesome. Um, and I'm just going to leave you with this. Uh, I guess Whedon himself has been quoted in an interview that he did with the New York Times that I think it's always important for academics to study popular culture, even if the thing they are studying is idiotic. If it's, if it's successful or made a dent in culture, then it is worthy of study to find out why. So you guys can check this out on theatlantic.com, Atlantic. It was written by Katherine Schwab. And I can also post a link on our Facebook page, Revisiting Sunnydale. We go Katherine Schwab. And I'm totally going to see if there's uh, at least like an online course I could take. Yeah, really? In, uh, Ad hoc? Yeah. Corsica? If anything else, I could teach it. Yeah. That would be awesome. As many times as we've watched it. So we're going to go look into that. We're going to take a break. <laughs> and We'll uh, be right back and get in. Ugh. <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. It's going to be slow. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, even though our, our episode this week is season one, episode four. Teacher's Pet. Original air date of March 24th, 1997. Written by David Greenwalt. Directed by Bruce Seth Green. Yeah, I just found out. I was looking, doing a little bit of research. He directed eight episodes of Buffy. Really? Yeah. He did three in season one. Teacher's Pet. The Pack. Good episode. Mm-hmm. And Nightmares. Not so bad. Is that the one? That's season, you said season. Season one. It's uh, towards the end. And then he did five in season two. Huh. He did Some Assembly Required, Halloween, The Dark Age, Ted, and Phases. So his track record (laughs) is all over the place. All these guys is the pack really going for Uh him. And he also directed uh, three episodes of Angel. Hmm. He did In the Dark and The Prodigal in season one and The Trial in season two. So his actual... uh, Angel episodes are a little better. I'm less familiar with Angel's t- episode titles than I am Buffy's. That you probably love the first. The In the Dark was the Spike episode. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Bruce Seth Green's uh, track record is a bit spotty. How crazy is another Seth Green? Yeah, I wonder if he had to tack on the Bruce, right? <laughs> because of Seth, because Seth was a child actor, so he's been in the business for a while. I wonder who came first. Chicken or the egg? <laughs> so the um, Wikipedia summary of this episode. Again, which tend to be a little spoilery. Yeah. 
The Wikipedia doesn't care. They no. Don't fuck about your feelings. No. All right. Xander is smitten by the substitute biology teacher, Miss French, who turns out to be a giant praying mantis, terrifying enough to make vampires run for cover. Angel's warning gives Buffy a vital clue, and she rescues <laughs> the virgin male students, including Xander, chosen to fertilize the creature's eggs. That's just rude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Wikipedia just throws it all out there. They're yeah. just like, hey. I'm telling you yeah. everything. Yeah. And we, well, she, uh, I don't think you guys even need us to tell you anything about it. I'm no. going to stop getting my summaries from Wikipedia. And that's the that's that's it. That's it. Thanks that's, for joining that's us. That's the episode. <laughs> well, this episode <coughs> starts off with um, Xander's rock and roll daydream, which is considerably bad. I don't really enjoy, I don't enjoy it that much. No, the the music is bad. He's he he has imagined that he's some kind of rock god. Mm-hmm. And he makes you can also fight. Yes, and he makes Buffy swoon. He saves her life. Uh huh. Because at this point, he's still obsessed with Buffy. Yeah, I think this is actually the. Ep- is this the episode where he um tells Willow that he's going to ask Buffy out? No, yeah, that, that was... was in the witch. Yeah, he mm-hmm. gave her that bracelet. That's right. Yeah, you're my Xander-shaped friend. Yeah, um... you're my Xander-shaped friend. <laughs> Yeah, he just he continually masks his feelings and he doesn't man up and just ask her out. No, so I guess there was never really a point where he actually did ask her out. He not until almost the end of the season, he asks her to the dance. Okay. And she says no. That she doesn't feel that. So then he's we get that shot in the last season, in that last episode where he's just laying on his bed listening to country music. <laughs> the music of pain. Another episode that I don't watch that often. Yeah. I don't remember that. His creepy feelings in season one. So it's all about <laughs> his creepy feelings for Buffy. So this will be fun for me, too. This will be like, I'm going, some of these are like like the first time, because <laughs> I purposely skip a lot of these episodes, and especially in season one. And the great thing about these season one episodes are we get that really weird intro with that super creepy guy's voice. Yeah. <laughs> and also the um, Buffy Mm-hmm. And season one is a different font mm-hmm. than the rest of them. We don't switch over to Giles giving the into every generation speech until I think season two. Really? And season one's a really creepy guy and it happens at the beginning of every episode. Then season two, we get Giles doing it. Which is much better for everybody yes. involved. Much, much better. So this episode is basically just all about Xander mm-hmm. being a horn dog. Yep. It's really gross, actually. It is kind of gross. It starts off with his daydream about making Buffy swoon. Then for... Uh, and oh, Okay, so they're in the biology class, and this teacher, Dr. Gregory, mm-hmm. takes pity or interest or something in Buffy and realizes she's not so bad, mm-hmm. and you know she's actually got some potential, and he gives her a nice little pep talk after class. He's and, the sweetest little guy. And he's like, you know what? I don't care, I don't care about your, your school records or whatever. It's time to start fresh. Yeah. And then, of course, he's killed um, less than 30 minutes later, mm-hmm. which um, happened to Principal uh, Flutie, mm-hmm. which will, or ha- will, will happen, happen to, to Principal, Principal Flutie. Flutie um, Anyone who gives Buffy a chance. Yep. You're you're yep. done. It's a wonder. Like, and poor Giles, you know, not without lack of trying. People have been trying to get <laughs> will try to get at Giles continually throughout mm-hmm. this series. And he just manages to get by with like some concussions, mostly. But he gets bumped on the head quite a bit. Yeah, it's also it's kind of surprising that he wasn't the one who ended up with the brain tumor and not Joyce. Yeah, 
And can we talk about how none of these kids look like they're in high school? Yeah, this dude. All right, so there's two. There's a a scene where Xander is at the bronze. Or are they? Yeah, they're at the bronze, and I think he's talking to a couple of. They have to be upperclassmen. I Maybe hope they're. they're not, I, I hope seniors. they're upperclassmen, but I mean, they look old. Like this dude looks like he is like he should be a week away from graduating yes. high school because I mean he looks like he should. He's like a junior in college at yeah. this point. So then Xander makes this really gross. Like they're trying. They're asking. You know, typical teenage boy questions. And so Xander makes it appear as if he's like hooking up with both Willow and Buffy by yeah. throwing his arms around them. And it's, he's like, just go with it. And Willow's uh, like, yeah. And Buffy's yeah. like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> poor Willow. This poor little thing. So the theme of season one is Xander loves Buffy. Willow loves Xander. Buffy yeah, love loves Angel. This unrequited love all around. No one loves who they're supposed to. No. And I think this is probably the episode where Buffy first starts to get that oof feeling Angel. about Angel. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a point where... Well, oh, he looks great. Yes. Um, he is very, very handsome and gentleman. Oh. he gives her his coat, and he's just wearing a wife beater. You know, I, I remember when David Boreanaz was just like... Yeah. I remember that Before season one. His mouth. Season one Boreanaz. Yeah. <laughs> season one Angel. Yeah. Those arms. It was a nice slender build. And you know, funny story about that. I I hear the way that he was cast was that he was just the casting director or somebody was walking their dog and they saw him in a coffee shop. Oh, wow. And they're like, yes, that's who we need as Angel. And he had like never acted like maybe he'd done modeling before or something. That's or he amazing. wasn't. Yeah. And or he was a, something though, where there's a dog being walked. But he was just basically plucked off the street. Lucky. <laughs> All I remember about him is that he has an intense chicken phobia. Really? Yeah, he's really afraid of, I think, all birds, actually. Really? Yeah. But I remember seeing him on a talk show once, and there's some kind of restaurant local to Los Angeles that had, like, a huge chicken outside. He couldn't even drive down the street because there was a giant chicken on top of the building. That is a weird... Yeah, just makes me want to mail him dozens of birds. <laughs> That's a weird phobia. With like a did GoPro in the box. <laughs> did you grow up on a farm? Is there something? Yeah. Did, did, did show, a bird touch you inappropriately? Right. Show me where the bird touched you. <laughs> yeah. Show me where. Show me on this doll where the bird touched you inappropriately. So this is like one of many times that we see in season one, Xander trying to explain things to Buffy and Willow and they just stare at him like, are you speaking English? Yeah. <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> and we get our first look at the new substitute teacher because Dr. Gregory has disappeared. Yeah. And they're just at like, this point, mm. no one knows that he is dead. He, they just can't find him. So they hire this substitute teacher, Miss French. Who's not all that attractive. I don't no. understand what all the boys are going. Wow. Well, the boys are going to the exotic looking, but. It's not even. I don't know. It's just. She's just. She's odd looking. She looks like a praying mantis. I can see yeah. why she was this actress was cast. And is Xander wearing a crushed velvet shirt? Is that what we're seeing here? A brown crushed, oh. or is that velour? That's velour. In this, what is this Southern California weather? You're yeah. wearing velour. They shouldn't even know what velour is in Southern California. Oh. See, no one here knows what the temperature is. No, Xander's wearing a crushed velour sweatshirt. 
another kid has a varsity jacket on. Well, how Willow has a short sleeve T-shirt. Well, how else will we know that he's one of the popular kids if he's not wearing? Oh a varsity yeah, he has jacket. to have his varsity jacket on. Exactly. And he walks away with the substitute teacher, leaving Xander feeling very depressed. Less than a man. Unrequited, because now he's crushing on his teacher. Everybody, apparently, every boy in this class is crushing on this teacher. Did you ever ever crush on a teacher in high school? Not in high school. Or maybe in college, but not in high school. We didn't have very attractive-looking teachers in high school. I don't think I had ever had, like, a... There was one teacher, and I don't know if it was a crush, because he wasn't that attractive, but he was. He had a really great personality. He was very funny, and I liked... He had a great sense of humor. Yeah. So I was... Always enjoyed going to his class, even though it was Algebra 2. Uh, <laughs> you want me to do math Ugh. with numbers Gross. and letters? But yeah, there weren't that very many um, good-looking teachers in yeah. my high school at all. And I don't really recall too many in college at all, either. Actually, no. In college, there was one. But... After several classes, I was like, oh, this guy's definitely gay. Mm. And then they were like, no, he's not, blah, blah, blah. And then sure enough, like after I graduated, I think I saw him at a gay club. So, I, was right. <laughs> I was right. I was right. I was right. Yeah, I, I just, I never really had a crush on a teacher. So as we know, this teacher is a praying mantis and she is praying on these high school boys that are that a high school boy that are virgins yes and she needs them to fertilize her praying mantis eggs and xander has become very smitten right away yeah she's really not that attractive no she's she's not not for all this no not for all this this crazy that he's going through for it like i can she's dressed very inappropriately for a teacher yeah her skirt is pretty short not as short as some of Buffy's skirts, but no. I'm not sure she's is she wearing a bra? <laughs> I don't think so. Do praying mantises own bras? <laughs> I don't know. This episode is so lame. It is the worst. Right. Like we're actually sitting here watching them go through the lunch line. Oh God. Okay. So this is the episode where <clears throat> Willow and Xander see Angel for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Xander is immediately um feels threatened jealous. Je- jealous. He's super jelly. Threatened. <laughs> Nervous. As well he should be. Yes. Yeah, you can't um there's really no way in hell no. you were gonna know Xander Sweeting. Apples and oranges. Uh-uh. At this point we're talking about apples and tennis balls. Like yeah. it's not even not even on the table. No, you can't it won't. It'll never happen. But thanks for playing. And we also learn that we learned Xander's middle name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Lavelle. Which I, how, 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 how does he get that middle name? That is such a black middle name. Alexander Lavelle Harris. Lavelle? Is it French? Like, do they have French hair? His parents are awful. Yeah, they are. Awful. I don't know how he's as well adjusted. We Thankfully, we don't meet them for a while, but. Yeah. No one in Sunnydale has good parents. Nope. Not, all, none nope. of the, except for Joyce. And Joyce has her flaws. Yeah. Joyce is the best of the bunch. Yep. Willow's parents are neglectful. Yeah. Xander's parents are raging lunatic drunks. Uh-huh. Cordy's... And Cordelia's just throw money at her and then leave the country. Right. 
Yeah, because there wasn't her dad like didn't he bankrupt them or something? Yeah. yeah. Yep. No one has Giles is the best parental figure that these kids have in their lives. He is. Now, since this is a Xander heavy episode, and I forgot to mention this in our last episode, um, there was a quote. One of Xander's quotes is, I laugh in the face of danger, and then I hide hide till it goes away. That is, like, the most famous Xander quote. Mm -hmm. Like, I, in full disclosure, guys, I, at a point in time, I worked for Nicholas Brendan, and um, that is the main line that I would see, or I would hear, like, fans come up to him and quote all the time. That's hilarious. Like, that is the one, like... I can't think of any other one, like maybe, and not even really quoting it, but referencing it, the um, speech where he talks to Dawn. Uh, that's like, that's my favorite Xander moment. That's my moment. favorite Xander moment, like, too. That's just like the absolute sweetest. Yeah. <laughs> that's it is still, to the, every time I see it, I just get a little teary-eyed, a little misty. Which <laughs> grosses me out when you figure out what happens with them in the comic. It just uh, is, spoiler alert, uh, get ready, fans, because it's it. Talk go about, somewhere talk you about think it shouldn't go. Fan fiction. Um, but yeah, like that's the, that is the main line. And I think that might be the line that endeared everybody to him or endears everyone, the every man to, yeah. to the character Xander Harris. How many times did he get the Snoopy dance request? Every, every time. time. It did got, he ever just throw it out there on his own? Oh yeah. It got to a point where he would just do it right out right after his um q a okay so he wouldn't he would never do it like on command mm-hmm. he'd be like you know come to my q a and i'll do it afterwards and he would he would do it even i've seen him do it like, like he has he has like a, a really bad knee situation going on like i don't know there's i forget what specifically what it was but he would do it like even he like limp away or he would, <laughs> but he would still do it you would think how one little thing could be so popular yeah but people love that. Like you just throw that in. And I wonder who. Whose idea it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like to put that in that episode. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> was it that. just in the script and he did it? Or Well, it was mentioned several episodes beforehand. Like yeah. probably a couple seasons mm-hmm. or something. That's why if I ever meet Joss Whedon, I want to see Numfar's Dance of Shame. <laughs> That's my question for Joss Whedon. Please reenact Numfar's Dance of Shame. Or the Dance of Joy. I'll take either one. <laughs> <laughs> little known fact kids if you didn't know go back and watch the uh Pylea episodes that is indeed joss whedon as uh lauren's cousin numfar yes. oh, so good <laughs> it's one of the best moments in that episode so if any of you are out there and see joss whedon at a panel ask for the dance of joy please and send us and record it <laughs> yes and record send it and send it we'll link it on the page <laughs> <laughs> So this episode is so slow, and I find that I get very bored mm-hmm. very quickly, and I get very distracted, so I just start looking things up in my phone. Okay. And I found a little bit of trivia in IMDb where I find all things, because like Wikipedia, I have no idea if any of this is true, <laughs> but it makes me laugh, so I'm going to share. Let's do it. And apparently in this episode, Xander references shawarma. Yes. So people are wondering if Joss just really has a thing for shawarma because of the additional Avengers outtake Mm. that was added at the end of the film where they go and have shawarma. Mm. So I don't know. I have the answer. That line, and this was um, ad-libbed by Nicholas Brendan. Nice. Shawarma in this episode. Nice. (laughs) That was his um, 
idea. So Joss may have stolen shawarma. And that's what he, he from Nick. quote unquote jokes about. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a credit? Can right. I get a little line? I don't know how, how salty, if at all, he is about that. But um, So he auditioned to be a hot guy. <laughs> and... I want to say that he auditioned or thought about maybe i could be absolutely wrong please guys don't swear me to this um but the role that jay august has on agents of shield ah i like that i think he had auditioned for that one. what a heartbreaking role that is though i haven't i need to uh pick back up because i don't even think i made it past the first season yeah it's a good show i like it yeah it was just like it wasn't holding my attention each week Mm -hmm. and i was like eh, i'll catch up and like binge watch it all well i love joss Right. I'll do I'll watch whatever, but he oh, I just wanted to shake him when he said that Shield has nothing to do with the Marvel universe. That was a flat out lie. It, it's a flat out lie. <laughs> you created right. the show because of it's right. just and plus, a, isn't there like a direct tie in between yes, and it that ties and like back all the Winter, time. T- something? Winter Soldier. Winter yeah. Soldier. And he's had characters from Thor. He had uh Lady Sif come. It's all time, you just don't want to admit that Coulson's alive, right? <laughs> right, like it's the same universe. Yeah, just let it happen. And he, and that's what he has said. He, he has said that that piece of it is not connected because then it takes away from the emotion that the characters had at Coulson's death. Well, but you already explained how Coulson, right, is and, still alive. So why are you? And wasn't there also? I, I know I didn't make this up, but there was a reference somewhere about that's what they needed. Oh no, that I'm thinking about when Sam. When Nick Fury says, "Yeah, that he lied to them, yeah, yeah about how or yeah the circumstances, but they needed to come together. They needed well, to have something to avenge, and that doesn't and, and that explanation that's perfectly fine. Perfect. I'm I'm in. Right, that's cool. For yeah. just it's not until you try to tell me that it's not connected <laughs> that I'm like shenanigans. <laughs> I say, stop pulling a George Lucas and trying to reinvent your shit just I would like leave it alone to call shenanigans sir <laughs> first and foremost um speaking of george lucas um are you excited about the new star wars so movie? excited i got I, all misty eyed at the new trailer i haven't even watched the trailer yet. i felt like a child <laughs> it's like i am a 40 year old woman and i'm almost crying at this trailer really yeah is that i was really excited heart-wrenching did you buy your tickets no because I live right across the way from a very small community theater that's mm. never very busy. And okay. I, l- the Penn Hills Theater. Okay. People go see it. Yeah. People, if you're in the area, go there. Their shows are, for some reason, mostly always $5. Mm-hmm. They have specials every yeah, day. Yeah, it's like fill your own bucket. Yes. Like bring your own bucket. Tubbo Tuesday. <laughs> it's called Tubbo Tuesday. You can bring your own cup and your own bowl mm-hmm. however big and they'll fill it for like a dollar yeah you could bring a literal garbage can <laughs> and they would fill it up for a dollar yeah their candy is super cheap you could go you could take a family of four to a movie and probably only spend minimum well maximum 25 dollars <laughs> as it should be my as god it should be i mean i can't imagine you poor people that have to like take an entire Why family to the movies it? yeah that's and they just added a 3D projector at that oh, cinema. So good for them. Yeah. So I'm Shout trying out to. Penn Hills yeah. I'm trying to keep them. I want to keep them alive. Yeah. 
because they're it's very comfortable in Ireland, and they have midnight showings all the time of new movies, and it's five bucks, and they give you free popcorn. Right. Nice. So yeah. Nice. So when Star Wars comes out, I will go there. Nice. And all of you stay away because I'm going. There. <laughs> you can't go. You go any other time, except Star Wars. <laughs> It's like, please, I just, I just, <laughs> I just want to like, see damn it. it. I just kind yeah. of ruined my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, that's what happened with GoFobo. I told too many people and now I can't now get I a can't movie. Get a fucking yeah. Seat. I can't get a damn. It's, and I only get movies. Like, I only get the invites to movies that I have absolutely no interest in. None. Whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you that the intern with Robert De Niro. Oh, I got to see him that four times. Yeah. Like every day for yeah. a week, yeah. I was getting emails about that. Mm-hmm. Like, no, bro, I don't want to see yeah. this movie. <laughs> yeah, I have no interest. Stop sending it to me. Please yeah. leave me alone. Stop harassing me. Yeah. I'm about to. Pr- I'm about to press charges. But then the peanut <laughs> screening comes out. I get it way late. Oh yeah. And by the time I get there, it's full. Yeah. Not that I really want to see that anyway. It looks kind of creepy. Um, I'm not happy with the animation style. I don't know. I'm. I was talking about getting a little teary-eyed. When I watched that trailer, I got a little mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and um, guys, you don't know that I am a huge Peanuts fan. Like, that is my, that's my my sweet spot right there. <laughs> um, and it's like right above, it's probably might be equal to Buffy, just on different levels. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I, for the longest time, I was like, ever since they announced that it was coming out, I was like, I don't know about mm-hmm. this. Because I've tried to watch the um, cartoon specials, the animated specials that yeah. they had after uh, Charles died, and it's just not like the voices. It's they're not, not quite the same. It's not the same. Like what's things going on are just not the same. Yeah. And obviously, the voices are not going to be the same. This movie, these things started in like the '60s, right. and these people are, if they're alive, you know, yeah. they're well, not able to hold up yeah, that voice. Exactly. Which being is ninety-five fine. years old. Yeah. But sometimes they just really don't even try to get there and this movie it sounds like they're they're very close to oh, like what good. the original the animation like. style i can't i just it is weird i'm not happy it's a little with weird it. but and i just don't know what the ratio of adults to children is going to be in the right. theater and i try to stay away from movie theaters with a lot of children uh-huh. in them, no matter how much i want to see the movie no waterfronts no mm. no Mm-mm. stay no. away from big chain theaters yeah that's just not come to Penn Hills and watch it because <laughs> there won't be that many. Right. I think I, I've only been there once. I went and saw RoboCop there and it's it was a good like theater. on my birthday. It's only a four screener. Yeah, it was very. And even like the actual theater itself was really mm-hmm. small. It was yeah. probably like only maybe 50, maybe 100 seats of fat. Yeah. Right. And they've redone the whole thing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a couple of years since I've been there. You can rent it out for parties as well. One of these days I'm going to do that Me too. for my birthday. Maybe my 40th. That would make sense. Yeah. But it's in the dead of winter, so maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but see, this is how this episode is. Right. This is what it's like watching it. This is what it's like watching Teacher's Pet. <laughs> you would do anything else. But So let's just check in. What's happening with this episode? Uh, They're crowding around the computer trying to figure out what's going on with the substitute teacher. Is this the moment where um, they have to go, th- where Willow breaks in and um, the corners? Yes, the because all of a sudden Willow is a hacker. <laughs> we don't know this about. I mean, and we I may love... have mentioned it in the first episode. You, I mean, she may there have was something some things like, like city the, plans or yeah, something. Yeah, like the second episode, I think that was the first yeah. time we get something like, oh yeah, by the way, Willow's this good. Yeah. And Giles is like, this is legal? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, sure it is. Okay. <laughs> and um, just in this episode, he does something of the same. He's like, you know, this... Uh, 
invasion of the coroner's office, this computer invasion. This is all right. And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah. He's like, yeah. didn't see yep. it. Don't know anything about Plausible it. Couldn't have stopped it. <laughs> we'll just move on. And there's also a very um, awkward conversation where once Buffy finds out or realizes about um, the teacher being a praying mantis, she tries to warn Xander and he gets real offensive. Yes. Like, hey, you're now yeah, you're jealous and yeah. screw you. And I'm like, whoa, he's mad because she's wearing Angel's jacket. Right. But like he's... Angel gave her that jacket at the bronze because she was cold. Why is she still wearing because it? Because that's what teenage girls uh-huh. do. Because I would have done the same thing. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> like, it's 100 She's degrees smelling. out. Why yes. do you have that jacket Southern on? Southern California, care. you're wearing a uh, leather jacket. <laughs> Scene one, Apple, take one. Hey. Hey. So, how'd it go with Miss French? Oh, it's a bit demanding being a absolute favorite guy in the universe, but I'll muddle through. Xander, she's not what she seems. I know. She's so much more. Okay, um... I'm going to have to tell you something about her, and I'm going to need you to really listen, okay? Okay. I don't think she's human. I see. So if she's not human, she's... Technically, a big bug. <laughs> this sounds really weird. I'm aware no, of that. It doesn't sound I weird have... at all. I completely understand. I've met someone, and you're jealous. What? Look, there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, there's just a certain chemical thing between Miss French and me. I know. I read all about it. It's called um, a pheromone. It... It's a chemical attractant that insects give off. She's not an insect. She's a woman, okay? And hard as that may be for you to conceive, an actual woman finds me attractive. I realize it's some mystery guy handing out leather jackets. And while we're on the subject, what kind of a girly name is Angel, anyway? What does it have to do Nothing. It just kind of bugs me. Look, I really gotta... But he does, he gets so offended and he's so rude to her, yeah. which is foreshadowing of the upcoming pack episode. We'll revisit that's tensions a, between Buffy and Xander. Where are we on that one? Like, that's like, yeah, how, how far? How far is that? Like, I this think is, it's three this or is, four more. This is four. Yeah. Five. I think that one is like six or something. Oh, six. And we got like a, we got one more episode and then. Oh, no. We okay. can just do it. We get to it, do it yeah, after it is the next episode one. Six. So we got all right, cool. So it's not too far. No, to the next one. Okay. Yeah, we get into a string of good episodes coming up. Which the pact is uh, okay. I'll just wait until we just wait until we get there. Yeah. We have a lot of love for that one. I do too. <laughs> I love that episode. That's a good. We find there's actually uh, quite a few episodes in season one focus on Xander. Yeah, it's a very Xander heavy season, but this episode always to me, foreshadowed Xander's demon magnet status. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Xander is a demon magnet. This is Absolutely. not the last time that a woman will entice Xander. Let's, so let's just think about this for a second. So we've got the Miss brain, French, the praying mantis. The Inca. Yeah, the Inca girl. mummy girl. He's almost swallowed to death by <laughs> a mummy, Ampada. Uh. Are we counting his own witchcraftery? Witchcraftery? Yeah, that I would count. Yeah, that he turned every woman in Sunnydale into his love slave, who then wanted to kill him. <laughs> oh. And Anya. Hmm. He falls for Anya. Ashanti. Oh God. That terrible fucking. Wow. Which I keep forgetting to. I, you know, if there was one thing I wanted to ask Nick, and I never remembered to do so, was that why. Why Ashanti? <laughs> right. well, of uh, like, well, uh, how did she? 
How did she manage to? Why? Was it written for Aaliyah? Yeah, like years ago, and they were just like, oh shit, now we gotta like fill her in. Let yeah. somebody convinced Joss that, yeah, Shanti was a good choice. Christina Milian was busy. Mm. Uh, that episode. There are like five thousand. They could have picked a no name off the street, and it would have been better yeah. than Ashanti. Than Ashanti. Season, this is a, we're, we're talking about a season seven episode where uh, Xander is <laughs> kidnapped again. By another demon woman, and it's played by Ashanti. Randomly, he meets her in like a Home Depot. Yeah, just Ashanti. Was that the end of our, de- our demon magnet list? I think yeah. I think Ashanti is technically the last, unless you want to count Anya again. Anya gets. Would we also? No, it's really not like. There's but, really not too much time that Xander. Too many times that Xander gets play. We, I mean, his faith. That's a de- demon-like. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the uh, Something Blue episode where Willow actually makes him a demon yes. magnet. <laughs> and every demon comes out of the woodwork trying to kill him. <laughs> he just, he has the worst luck. Yeah. And I'd like to know, is that some sort of commentary on just men in general? Teenage boys? Teenage boys. But, I mean, it kind of goes on once he's reached adult status. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't... I guess his, again, spoiler for anyone who hasn't read the comics, but he's with Dawn in the comics, and that might be his most stable human relationship ever. I mean, granted, they turn her into a giant at one point, but... (laughs) And isn't she like a half centaur as well? Like, she goes through some shit. Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) Like, I don't know what the character did to somebody... But they just put her through the worst things. But yeah, I think she's the most stable relationship. Because him and Anya were never... That, that, that. It wasn't necessarily healthy. No, that relationship was not healthy. No, it was... Uh... No, it wasn't healthy at all. And, you know, we'll get to that. And Xander's just... Xander, Xander actually, he, he breaks my heart. He's... You know, he is the heart of the team. Mm-hmm. And yet he... He can't catch a break. <laughs> He just can't. Poor babe. All he <laughs> wants in this first season is Buffy. Mm-hmm. And he just... She wants nothing to do with him. No. And even if Angel wasn't in the picture, I highly doubt she would have... She still wouldn't? No. Because we I know... I still don't think she would have gone there. No. He's like one of the girls. I'm just that <laughs> comfy with him. That should have been enough for him to, to back off at that right point. Right then and that, yeah. But no. He still keeps going. And so he's in a cage. With the other boy in his class. With an- yeah. another boy from his class who's also been lured. And he's just telling Xander, be very afraid. She's going to eat us. But I think it's like, even at this point, Xander's still not really afraid. No. Like the guy's telling him what's going to happen. She's going to she's gonna mate with us. Yeah. And then he's like, and? Yeah. It's like, bro, look around you. Situational <laughs> awareness. And he's like, and then she'll like, bites your head off and he still doesn't seem too concerned no nope, because xander has seen some shit at this point <laughs> he has seen vampires and he's i i've often wondered if he's not concerned because he just knows that buffy will save the day or he just really wants to lose his virginity yeah that too <laughs> and i think at this point we've seen the so buffy's out patrolling 
for some scary ass vampire. That's right, because Angel dropped out, dropped by with some mysterious <laughs> his warning message. of the week. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird trend that we were running on for that. Like yeah. every every episode, Angel would pop by and be like, "The moon rises on the east." What? Yeah. Well, uh, huh? <laughs> Am I supposed to know what that means? Have my jacket. <laughs> okay, I'll see you next Tuesday. Like, all right. So she's out patrolling for this vampire. And the vampire comes across Miss French. This is what tips her off. It's something right with Miss French. Because the vampire is terrified of her. Yeah. And it's like. And runs away. And he's not even just like a regular old vampire. He's like a biker vampire. He's like a kiss reject vampire. <laughs> with like shredder arms yes. or uh, uh, like Wolverine glove or something. And he runs away. Yep. Terrified. I don't understand why. She's not that badass. No. I don't and I don't think she was interested had any interest in vampires at all. No. So if he had just walked right if he hadn't bothered her, yeah. she wasn't gonna do anything to him. So it was no need for him to be terrified and be like, Oh my god, she's gonna yeah. wanna eat me. It's like I don't think she's No, think she would have left you alone. Yeah, because first of all I think her thing is virgins. Yeah. And uh You're like a thousand years old. And we know that you're no virgin. You're a thousand year old vam- virgin vampire. Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> so then we see, I think at one point, Willow breaks into a database and finds out that Miss French is not Miss French. Or they get her address or something and they go to her house. Opens the door and it's this teeny tiny little old lady. She's so cute. And they just keep saying, this is not Miss French. I'm Miss French. I'm, just, I'm right here. <laughs> no, dear, I'm right here. And she's so cute. She looks like a Keebler elf grandma. She really does. <laughs> I swear she's familiar to me, too. I just can't place her for some reason. Mm. But then, so Xander and that stupid boy, man child, <laughs> Mr. I'm maybe in high school, oh, yeah, are trapped and... <laughs> This is actually really funny. She's trying to decide which one of them she's going to mate with. And, she, she and she's already transformed yes. into giant praying giant, mantis form. Yes. Ugly, gross, disgusting praying mantis lady. And yes. she decides to use eeny, meeny, miny. And they figure it out. <laughs> it's just not this episode. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's got a couple moments here or there, but for the most part, I think the, 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 um, his, the starting off with his rock and roll dream, daydream, yeah. and then there's a point where we call back to it for a split second, and then at the end, we call back to it again. Mm-hmm. That just kind of jacks up the entire f- tone of yeah. this episode for me. Yeah. And I think that's one of the, one of the things that just makes it so just ugh, laborious to look through. And it just goes on forever. There's, there's the adorable grandma. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Buffy oh, saves the day. Yeah. They realize that, yeah, this was uh, what I thought was odd, was that they're, um, when they realize that the praying mantis lady just wants the virgin mm-hmm. boys and was just going to mate with them, and Buffy's like, oh, Xander's going to be okay. Van- Xander's not. And Willow's like, oh, God, he's going to be killed. Gonna, yeah. And uh, Buff- uh, why wouldn't Buffy think <laughs> well, that he's yeah. a virgin? I, I, well, good good for Xander if he gave off that impression. Right. But I don't I think guess. there was anything that he was portray- that no. He was given off no sort of vibe that was like, oh, yeah, this guy's definitely <laughs> No. 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 
they finally um they go and actually save him i, I think it's all it's, it's uh, all of them. Willow and, giles and yeah. buffy and they save the other dude too and willow makes it a point it's like oh it's so unfair that you know she only picks virgins and you know you guys doing the right thing and sandra's like what yeah Still trying to play it off yeah and, uh, i think the other guy is too, isn't yeah yeah and he's like my dad's a lawyer and mm. i will sue yes <laughs> you're like okay all right fine whatever are we <laughs> Are we out of this yet? Like, are they going to kill this lady already? Yeah. She's, as far as Buffy villains go, she's, she doesn't even rank for me. No. She was able to be killed with bat sonar. Yeah. Like, that was your, your undoing was an audio recording? Not even a real bat? Just <laughs> It's just such. Boring. And After you know, this episode alone, I was surprised the the network let them just keep going. I know. The interesting thing to me as far as Buffy goes in general is at the time they're supposed to be 15 or 16 years old Mm -hmm. that all of this is going on. And in the later seasons, Dawn really wants to do all of this. Right. And Buffy makes a point of saying, no, you're too young. She's like, I'm the same age you were when you started all of this. Exactly. But she won't let her do it. Nope. And she should have. Yeah. Because, um, I think that would have kept her out of most of the trouble that she got into. Yeah. You it know. really would have kept her. And I mean, look at the friends she made. Yeah. You know, it's not just about the fighting and the violence. And it's about she made family, not just friends. These are these are her. This is her family. Right. These people went through. You can, you don't fight for your life with somebody no. and then just like brush that off. Yeah. That is like a serious and like. That is a lifelong. That is your a, bros. Yes. You are there. In yeah. It for life. Yeah. And that's like not only just like fighting and saving the world together and learning and protecting each other and it's just yeah yeah she absolutely should have let her get involved a little bit sooner so we only have one stake count in this episode right i think so and this is when she kills the shredder mm-hmm. that she was using as a tracking device <laughs> to find to find miss french mm-hmm. i guess i mean we could count Miss French as a she's she gets killed, but she's not staked. We can do an R.I.P. count. Yeah, <laughs> like the Talking Dead's <laughs> the in memoriam. Yes, <laughs> I love the Talking Dead in memoriam. Yes, except for when there's an actual character death, and then it's horribly sad when it's just a run of zombies right. that got killed. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's bloater. <laughs> But then you're like, oh, there's my favorite person. <laughs> How have you managed to stay off the internet and not be spoiled? Oh, by I just this keep last... sweeping. I keep sweeping by. Because <laughs> I missed it the night that it aired. And the next day I would like stumble upon things. And, and instantly, you know, you, I see The Walking Dead. And so my eye is drawn to that. And then I remember, oh, no, I did not mm-hmm. watch it. And I'm just like, ah. I, I have a prediction that I know mm-hmm. who it was. But I'm not going to say. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend, Mike, he is caught up and mm-hmm. we were on vacation in Florida and he was like, well, just tell me who you think it is. And I was like, I'm not telling you who I think it is. He was like, no, don't tell me because I can't, my face can't lie. So right. he like covered his entire face and was like, okay, go ahead and tell me who you think it is. I'm like, no, because you, you, your, your hands can't lie behind your hand, your face. <laughs> You're still going to react when I tell you. Cause I, I'm 99% sure that I'm right. Okay. But I just don't want to know until I watch it. So every like every time I see something on Facebook, I have to scroll real fast. Uh-huh. 
So I have. I've stayed away. You sure you don't want to? You don't want to? No, because I'm not going to react. No, to I can. I, okay, here we'll do. We'll. I'll write it down. Okay. And I'll show it to you. <clears throat> and you cannot react. And then next week, we are going to get into never kill a boy on the first date. Yes. The moral of this story was: dudes let their dicks get them into trouble. They sure do. <laughs> they sure do. <laughs> And uh, we didn't see Miss Cordelia in this episode, so we don't have a Cordelia's burn this week. No, was it any? I don't think anybody was very biting. No, this episode's no fun. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm glad it's over. I know. Okay. I can't wait to get into Never Kill a Boy on the first date. <sighs> we had to get through the shit. Yep, and we still got a couple more shitty ones too. We though. do. <clears throat> we do. But at least we get a run. You're in for a treat. We get a run of three good episodes in a row with Never Kill a Boy on the first date. The pack. Pack where you get to hear us gush. Yes. And then you'll hear us gush all over again for Angel. Mm, Angel. And there we t- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love those. I love those girls. <laughs> so, yeah. So next week, friends, join us for Never Kill a Boy on the first date. And remember, uh, don't think with your dicks. Yeah, don't think with your dick and keep watching Buffy. Yes. <laughs> Send us uh, your comments. Concerns, questions. Suggestions. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, let us know. Yeah. If You're you... probably going to want to stick around until we get to Spike. Because once we get to Spike, people. Game on. Game on. <laughs> oh, game on. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Follow us. Like us. Revisiting Sunnydale Facebook page and on SoundCloud and iTunes. We can be found under Rugged Angel Productions feed. Yep. And uh, we're working on a website, so we should have that soon. And, uh, yeah, thank you. I am Camila. I'm Marcella. And we will catch you next week. See you later. See you later.